Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy, but we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. I just want you to know a little something about your host. Karen Deerwester is an educator, author, and all-in cheerleader for kids being kids. Karen has been a corporate spokesperson as well as a reasonable and reliable voice for kids and parents in print and on TV on NBC, MSNBC, NPR, Parents Magazine, and many more. Best of all, Karen leads the parent-child classes right here at B'nai Torah Congregation of Boca Raton, Florida. Get ready for some fun, a ton of encouragement, and maybe a little inspiration. Today's podcast is The Mental Load of Parenting. And the question is, does the mental load fall heavily on the shoulders of mothers? I will admit that I'm a skeptic, but when I reposted the article from Motherly.com, the majority of moms felt the weight and the exhaustion of this mental load. That is, all the worrying, the thinking, and the planning of every detail, regardless of the help around them. One dad of a toddler and a preschooler who couldn't join us today had renewed understanding of mom taking care of just about everything when mom went out of town for a week. I have three parents at the square table today to help think about the emotional stress and burden of managing home and family life. Welcome to Aaron Feldman, Tyler, and Carol Abercrombie, and I can't wait to hear what everybody's thinking. So I'm going to start with Tyler, because I'm just meeting him and Carol today for the very first time, and I don't know what he thinks about this. So Tyler, the emotional load of parenting and how you got here. Well, I definitely feel the load from Carol. From Carol. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Um, and so what I do, I try to do my part to help out as much as I can and to take the load off of her um, because we are a team and we both love our son dearly. Absolutely. Now, now your son's going to turn one. Very, very exciting. Yeah, so it's big one year of birthday next Friday. Wow, amazing. So, and this first year is a huge year for the transformations in your family and in your lives. Did you talk about becoming parents and how you would share the care and the loads and the decision-making? I don't think we necessarily talked about it. I think one thing that helped us as a couple, we had a dog back in 2011, and that was just a natural, hey, we have a responsibility that we need to take care of. And it started with that of the teamwork in terms of our household. Okay, so so there is a team. There is that sense of full engagement and support for mom. But you use the word that I think is one of those. You, you know what it is, Carol? The dog? No, the help. <laughs> I'm here to help, Carol. <laughs> which, which, yes, in the sense of like supporting your partner. But the question is, I'm here to do whatever she tells me to do. I'm here to, to follow her instructions. I'm here to see what she needs versus I'm the one that's... What are you feeling about that? I'm just going through a <laughs> typical day at our house. and Please do. I would that. just let the day happen. And whatever gets done, gets done. 
Whereas my wife has definitely has a checklist in her head of what she wants to do and what I should be doing. And if I'm not doing it, then, you know, I'm in trouble. Okay. Take it, Carol. Very true. I think I keep a constant um, list on my mind if this needs to be done now. And if I get to this now, then I get, hey, I got all this stuff going on, too, that I might as well prepare for tomorrow or for the next, you know. So I'm always, my mind is always going, going, going. Were you this sort of um, organized planning person before having a, a child? Yes. Okay. So that kind of was a natural transition, but the load definitely got a lot bigger. Um, and I'm, we're all both both also working parents, so we also get that on the back of our minds. Yes, too going on. So explain how you your reaction to the article when you saw it, and to the Facebook post, and to this idea of mothers carrying the load. I could relate so much. You know, I have keep a list of my mind of things I have to buy for the house for hit uh, yogurt. You know, we ran out of yogurt. He doesn't go out and buy yogurt. He doesn't he know how to buy yogurt. He will if I tell him, like, you have to go buy this yogurt and send a picture. But I might as well just go in and buy it. Um, right, so you're but not But it's, it's not just going into Publix and buying it. It's getting the coupon to save the 25 cents <laughs> to buy the yogurt. And the right brand. And the right brand. And, and if right you don't flavor. come home and, and make sure it's not use a- that coupon... You better go back and apply the coupon. <laughs> you got to make sure it's not expire in the next week, too. got to make sure it's, like, long expiration date. And, okay, so. That's <laughs> <laughs> the perfect mental let me just Let me just go right to Aaron because it's just like, I mean, I want to know. I mean, I'm, go ahead. That's exactly it. It's, you know, the perfect example is that. Yesterday, um, my daughter's school called that she had a rash on her face. I already knew she had a rash on her face. It was from a medication she had been taking. I know that I have the same reaction. I knew exactly what it was. I had already taken her to the doctor. Any number of people could have gotten that phone call because it was me. I knew how to react. If anybody else had gotten it, I have a lot of help. I'm very lucky that way. Um, but if anybody else had gotten that phone call... I don't know what would have. I don't know what would have transpired. There's no way you can communicate all those details right. to dad, to caregivers, to anybody else like that's in the team. Like, right. Yeah, so you, you, you need know, brain melt. Yeah, yeah. The yogurt. I've been with my husband for almost 11 years, and I eat the same kind of pickles for 11 years. <laughs> and still, if I send him to the store for pickles, he's going to buy the wrong ones <laughs> because you can't. You know, there was there used to be this app called Bump where you could bump your phones together and it would give you each other's information. I wish you could do that with the brain. It was such a good idea. Like, you just bump so that he could just take it. And he will, and he's willing, and we have But you have to have get that extra layer of communication where yeah. you have to say it out right. loud every time, and so the right. double, triple, quadruple communication work is the emotional burden. Right, so once you say it, though, I might as well have just done it. And yeah. the time that it took me to tell you to take out the vanilla yogurt, this one can't have this because of this, and you have to do this one for this, like, I might as well have just done it. But you're unhappy. <laughs> you're frustrated. You're I would argue that they're not unhappy. Okay, go that for That they it. are happy because if you took that responsibility and load away from them, they wouldn't know what to do. What would I do? It's, <laughs> it is kind of true. I so, so moms will always be the gatekeepers of the family because it gives them the status 
the control. We, we know we love control. And the voice that says we really want things done our way. But what about dad? I mean, are we disrespecting you in some way? <laughs> I feel that dads have their own separate burdens and their own separate loads. So when you were saying, like, it's a... It's a this or that. I don't think it's a this a this or that. I think that, you know, the moms carry what they carry. And the dads have their own burdens that I can't probably understand. Must be. Um, yes, we want to know what your burdens are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that if you were to, you know, I think the article talked about mom being the CEO of the house. If you were to take that to a business um, and you think about the CEO, you don't have multiple CEOs. You don't have multiple people in the same role. Everyone has to do their own part and to, to keep the, the team moving across the, the goal line to, to reach whatever goals you have. And so um, if you both go after the same thing, you're not efficient. You're not, you're not getting things done correctly. Um, as the, long or, as both everyone is agreeing on the roles. That's as right. As long as everyone. And, and that awareness, as you opened with, which I think is so important, which is that you are here to support Carol, that you are here to be tuned in. You're, you care about her emotional life. I do, uh, 100%. Be, um, happy wife is a happy life. <laughs> That's right. That's um, <laughs> happy household. Everyone's happy. I also think that um, it's personality-based, too. So in our household, maybe Carol is the CEO, but in the house down the street, maybe the father is the CEO of the house, and he's the one who has a checklist. And so everyone has their own story of what makes their house great, and ours is just Carol's the CEO. And Aaron? Aaron's also the CEO. (laughs) Self-appointed, or was it... um I think this is just the way it shook out. Um, as I said before, I have lots and lots of help. We have all four grandparents here. We have My husband's fantastic. We have a live-in nanny. I mean, I have tons and tons of help, but somebody has to be the gatekeeper. There's just no other way to do it, I don't think. And is your husband's involvement different than his father's involvement? His father was also very involved, okay. but my husband's involvement is far different than my father's involvement was. I had more and I have no reflection on past generations, I think. But what I do think is that dads are, are part of birthday parties. Dads, dads know children's friends. They know mm-hmm. children's lives in a way where that family piece might have been segregated, at least during the pre-school age years. You know, where right now, I mean, baby friends are all shared and dads are, dads are out there having, you know, baby time as much as... Not as much as moms. Not as much as moms, but but sharing the experience where I think you know um, your children's inner lives in a way. So are you there for sleep? Well, how about the sleep, you know, the big hurdles, sleep, feeding, doctor's appointments? I think you've been very present. I ended up having like an unexpected C-section. So from the beginning, he had to there be the go. one getting, you know, getting the baby, bringing to me and doing a lot of the diaper changes, doing a lot of the stuff. So he, I think from the beginning, that was very divided. Um, we also were in a very fortunate position that he was able to take six-week paternity leave. Mm-hmm. So I took six, almost six months. And then towards the end of mine, he took his. So he was taking care of the baby. So he was also very... Man, and that's so different. I mean, hopefully that will have a long-lasting change. 
on raising children because your children, you know your children and your children know you in a way that just wasn't possible generations before. And my friends were, I was getting back to work. They're still meeting for like little play dates. And I'm like, take him for a play date. So he took him like among all the moms. So he knows like a lot of the friends. I'm like, hey, do you know these baby, this baby, they, he'll know them. Um, Do you go to doctor's appointments? Yes. And what's your, what do you feel when you go in there? I just don't want the little guy to cry. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think, and I, I, there. I try my best to not project on him my fears. So I hate needles. I hate blood. Um, Other than that, I'm okay going to the doctor. But um, so the flu shots and all the vaccines that he has to get, that's pretty heart-wrenching to see. Yeah. Yeah. And here. I, and I, I think that there used to be these, you know, I don't think dads were a part of all of those daily and, and developmental bumps and struggles mm-hmm. in a way that I think that you are. I mean, I, I want to celebrate that level of participation with dads. So, my, so the question is, because I think Aaron is right, and I think all of you are, have said amazing things, is that what you, the burdens you carry are different, and the mm-hmm. emotional involvement is different. So what kinds of things do you worry about, Tyler? Honestly, I don't... He's so laid I back. I don't have <laughs> too many worries. Um, Even projecting into the future? No. Okay. I really feel that um, my worries were pre-pregnancy. Um, delivery day was crazy. Um, and then once we got him going and he was able to sleep through the night and all of those good things, I think a lot of my worries subsided. And it's just, what are you going to be, little guy, you know, like in supporting him? And it's awesome to see, you know, when he comes home from daycare, what he's done. He does yoga. He goes to science class. <laughs> he does. At one. At, yeah, at one. And, but it, it's so great that he's getting all the exposure to so many different things and you know, I grew up playing sports and baseball um, through college, and you know, I don't necessarily want him to be a baseball player, but if he happens to be one, great. Um, yeah. But I'm anxious to see what he's going to. So it's become. like that open-ended curiosity rather yeah. than that burden of um, middle school, high school, driving, college, all of those those future things. Because right. some of the dads that we've heard from this week have been saying things like, you know, like mom's worrying about the day-to-day developmental mm. reality of this moment, but I'm carrying like this other burden of, you know, his whole Growing life. Up. <laughs> My husband would probably, I mean, I can't speak for him obviously, sure. but he would probably say, you know, he carries a bigger financial burden than I carry. Um, and looking into the future for things like that. You know, we have three kids, so we have, you know, three expenses. We have three weddings. We have, you know, three cars. We have, you know, things like that that I think that he um, carries. Of course, if I think about that, I carry that burden as well, but it's not something in my day-to-day cycling of my mind. There's just no space for it. But for him, I would say that probably he's thinking about that stuff a lot more than I am. Sure. Did your day-to-day worries increase as you have more kids, or did it? <laughs> is it is it like triple, triple, or like exponential? Exponential. Like, I gotta be yeah. honest. Um, I, I wish that I could say that it was oh, it just kind same. of you know triple or just kind of the same. No, it's grown exponentially. But also, as my kids have gotten older, that mental burden has grown because um, you know they say bigger kids, bigger bigger problems, and it's true. 
we have, you know, now school issues and, you know, both academic and social and things like that as your kids get older. And now I've got three. So it's... And does the world seem more complicated? The world does seem more complicated. And I'm also a naturally anxious person. So a lot of that worry just, it ruminates and it's just there all the time. And it's, you know, and I think that what you said about control is funny because it's true. As I can control my day, that kind of eases some of that that load. So while it might seem like, you know, that adds to my mental stress, it, it also kind of appeases it a little bit. Right, right, right. The, my other question, you know, it's I like that Tyler's like saying, okay, like this is just part of the CEO job. This is, <laughs> um, you know, this is a well-managed, well-oiled machine. Um, <laughs> but I was, but I guess what I wondered about was that Facebook post what when moms are reading it, do you just feel validated and like, yes, this is yes. our role, this is our responsibility? As Tyler said, we're we want this. Or is there a sense of unfairness? Is there a sense of too much? Oh. I didn't feel, <laughs> just, saw, just saw some shoulders. Uh. I didn't feel that it was unfair. I felt like somebody give me a solution. How can you, you know, like I said, I wish you could bump your brains together and give him all the information. But but what if the bump is their way back to you, which is just chill and let me bring home, let me just not, <laughs> let, let the coupon expire maybe, if we're overwhelmed this week. Maybe that's a solution. I, I don't, you know, the question yeah. is, it's, it, it's it, the stress might be the, it's got to be my way. And that's where mom as gatekeeper um, is, has universally for as long as I've been in this role been a struggle because it's dad's not reading my mind dad's not anticipating everything I want I have to ask for that help and and that was clearly in the article like just tell me what you want me to do and I'm really happy to do it I can't take the time to slow down and pause and express everything that's in my brain because that that's just too inefficient (laughs) but why can't you just remember what kind of yogurt to get (laughs) <laughs> because it by the time I do remember and I bring it home you've changed your mind on the brand <laughs> of yogurt that you want there is a thank you and again that's not always going to be true because you've had the same pickles for 11 years however there is this I can't win feeling there is okay. this you as as and maybe that's Tyler's suggestion that you guys want to be the gatekeepers that says you want to be the person in charge that's going to change the rules on me. If if we get in sync, you're going to up the ante and, and, and push us just a little bit harder. I can accept that. So I can accept that. The, the, it becomes this question of, and, and the, the one thing that I wrote in my notes was, there was a book written in 2014 by Jennifer Senior, who was, who wrote, whose title of the book was Parenting All Joy, No Fun. I think dads are buying into the fun. I think dads are coming on board and going, wait a minute, if I could change my schedule, I'd switch places with you. And then, of course, they switch places for a day or two or a week, and it's, and it's like, whoa, that wasn't fun. However, <laughs> they would make it a lot more fun than moms do, maybe. And, and if the price of parenting in this decade is the loss of the, is, is, is the, loss of the day-to-day fun, and the I, I can ha- this is worth doing without all of the stress, then that's a high price. And that's why I wanted to do the podcast. So 
where you're asking you to say, like, wish I had a solution, but I'm not sure that solution is the one you want. I mean, I don't feel like I'm a fun person anymore, honestly. Like, I don't even know where it is. Like, it's just, it's all so... Um, Buried in yeah, under everything. Yeah, I just, I don't even know if I know how to have fun anymore. And it's interesting, like, I just uh, wrote a note here that... You know, everybody's like, oh, take some me time. Well, I do take me time. I go to the gym all day, you know, all day, every day. But it's still, like, then I add more on, the to-do more on my to-do list, right? So, like, now the gym's on my to-do list, and now my meditation's on the to-do list. And it's just, and it just gets to be more. And it's not, and it turns into not fun and not recharging. I'm doing one of those, you know, 21-day meditation programs out there, and they're and this one is, happens to be on time, and they're calling it time sickness. You know, when the meditation and the self-care is part of that to-do, the schedule, the stress that you that you absolutely disconnect from the moment. You know, right. that you're absolutely stressing over. I can't, I'm not going to have fun with the kids at the grocery store, right. or walking from the school to the car, or listening to their stories or there was a dad once that posted a great article that why don't we have three minute like three minute manager books that whole series he was like why don't I have three minute story time I think there was a three minute story time for bedtime and he's like why am I cutting down why am I frantic over checking off the bedtime stories and making it three minutes rather than just being in the moment and enjoying this time with my son I I agree with that a hundred percent um and I'll take the analogy back to the iPhones and people going on vacations and taking pictures and selfies and this and that. And it's like you ruin the moment by stopping, getting everyone together, taking a picture versus just taking it in. Um, And so going to the store with AJ, I'm singing as I'm going down. (laughs) What am I, you know, singing to him, looking at his reactions. Um, the first time we put him in a cart at Costco, the kid loved it. <laughs> so it's like, enjoy that stuff. And yes, that's fun. Um, is it work? Of course it is. Yeah. Um, you know, you're always on guard and making sure that they don't hurt themselves and crazy people in the world. But I mean, I try to make everything that I do with him fun in some, some way. And how do you set your boundaries so that with your... Um, uh, cell phone access to your business or whatever all the time. How do you set boundaries so that you're not um, trying to multitask and do a million things? I think at our house we've done a good job of cutting TV down um, tremendously. Um, and so... What does that mean? Yeah, Tell everybody what you chose to do and how you're doing it. Because I think that's huge. Our TV is just not on um, when he's around. And even when he does go to sleep, it's the big screen TV's not on. Our little iPad is on, and we're watching TV to keep together things... or separate. Separate iPads, mostly uh, separate. Well, usually watching, and I'm making bottles for the next day, and making the meals <laughs> for the next. And day. And I'm washing the dishes, and drying the dishes, and putting them away. And yeah, yeah. So, so, so uh, and also, the, the other, I guess, my other question is, how much of this is perception? How much of this is, you know, if. You, you're carrying the burden. And I mean, so your first go-to reaction is, he's chilling, yeah. I'm working. You know, and that's a perception thing because, yes, you are, but I'm sure that you have your times to take care of yourself, to do your yoga, to do classes, to, 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 do, to talk to a friend, to yeah. get on Facebook. And yet, 
um, you're feeling like he's do he's doing it while you're working, but Dad's saying straight up, no, no, I'm right there with you, and I'm not oblivious to your reality. So, I think yeah, I think there's a lot of perception to it, especially if I'm the if I'm doing, then I expect him to be doing as well. How dare you sit on the couch while I'm here, like folding laundry and doing this? Like you better come with me and. You know, join me on, on this. And he's like, well, why don't you sit down and... Sit with me. Take a break. <laughs> I'm like, I'm you deserve it. I that. Like, I got so much to do that I don't can, you know, I can't just sit on the My couch. husband does also. He does, he will, he'll do the dishes. He'll walk the dog. He'll do, I mean, anything that I ask him to do. So it goes back to, it's it's that mental load. He, he no problem with no argument, no nothing will do anything. But you have to... But I have to, to ask. I have to remind. I have to... Give him the list. You know, so it's still, again, me carrying that burden. And I know that, I mean, some, a lot of it is temperament and personality. Yeah. Be, and and, I, and we, can, we know there are many, many couples out there, and they've been on the podcast, that dad is the one that's holding the household together. And mom is sort of like, oh, thanks for reminding me. Um, but there is this question of female brain versus male brain. And the research is pretty clear that mom, female brains connect all the dots all the time. And it's always like this huge web of, it's, it's if, if you give a mouse a cookie, you know, you, <laughs> mom is doing this infinite stream of connections where, where typically male brains, and these really aren't even gender brains because it has to do with testosterone and chemical levels and all of that. But the testosterone male brain is going to be like, what's the problem? Solve the problem. <laughs> it's very point specific. And so, you know, da- it, there is this clarity and precision often to some of those 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 gender differences in brains. Um, it does seem that moms do take on the emotional burden in those brains in some way, but I'm also wondering if we won't change that by raising sons differently and having dads engaged. Um, so I'm not sure how much is social and how much is, is, is in the, the brain chemistry and the DNA, and I don't think anybody really knows that yet. Um, but the question is the frustration. You know, like how long, you know, if it's that simple to ask, and are we really paying attention when dads will say, I'm here to help and I'm here to share the burden. And I don't, I mean, there is this, I think couples are in these relationships of mutual support that's very different than the efficiency of the old world of you go make the money, you stay home and manage the house. Um, So what time do you go to bed? Is he, is he like, do you, are you up doing like those, are you, will you not go to sleep, Carol, (laughs) because you've got more to prep for the next day where Tyler's just like done done as much as I can do need to do should do in a day and again I haven't met you guys before so it's like you've been in your house all the time (laughs) (laughs) most of the time yes yeah you'll stay up I'll stay up and you'll push it Mm -hmm. I'll do I gotta get this done before I go to bed because otherwise it's gonna linger my brain and when do you catch up when do you have that do you have time for yourself um now more than I think babies in daycare, so I do have a little bit more time. Um, it's usually like early mornings that I think that's or towards the end of the day that I have that chance to catch up. And what is that? How do you take care of yourself then? Because we are coming to that self care principle of working out, reading, 
watching a little bit of TV here and there, being able to take a nice shower and do my hair. That, you know, to me, that's fulfilling. Oh, I do my nails. <laughs> I'll get my nails done a little, pampering. Um, so how do you look at, how, does, how do you, Tyler, look at the, like, self-care, turn it off? What does self-care think? What is self-care to you? Self-care to me is uh, going to the driving range, working on my golf game, becoming a better golfer, golfing with my buddies, getting away from work. Doesn't necessarily mean getting away from family, but I think it's important that um, each of us takes time during the week to unwind and be with our friends um, and, and break out of the house. So are dads ever talking, are those guys at the golfing range ever talking about? Uh, yeah, I have all, a couple of my buddies have newborns as well. And um, and so we have all of the same How did dads problems, dad? if you will. And could you name a few of those without uh, divulging, you know, that privacy I think uh, what we're talking about today is um, first and foremost, and, and every parent's mind, new parent's mind especially, and adjusting to that and... Um, we haven't been able to golf as frequent as we have in the past. Right. And so why is that? Because we have to help out around the house and our priorities change and, um, you know, life moves on. Let me, let me use another word, throw another word out. And he did say help out at the have house. To, yeah. Have to. Have to help. Well, because, but, but there is that sense of, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to be the advocate for dads here. There is that sense of, Happy moms is the absolute priority of the whole equation, but but there is that, but 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 we, but it is a the personal responsibility is different in the sense of um, you know like of of who who solves those. I think back to I, I say the word help out right, but I think back to growing up in my family, and no one sat around and did nothing. Right. Everyone's doing something to help the house. So is there a CEO in the house? I don't I don't know. I I don't recall. Um, But my mom and dad both worked and they're blue collar hard workers and they taught me and my sister to do the same. And so, you know, we're out helping mow the lawn and pick up leaves and clean the garage and clean the house and do the dishes and things like that. And so, you know, I, I don't think anything can get done without help. So um, I don't view it as a negative term. Um, I know the article and Carol has, ha- has picked on it. But, um, How about share the responsibility? Or want to help. But I do or want, want to help. to do around the house. I do. Okay. Well, That's well, the thing. So the word that, that came to my mind, um, it, because it's dad might be saying, I have to help. Be, all the guys on the golf course are saying we, we golf less because we have to do, diff, we, we have different responsibilities at home. Moms are feeling like we are giving up something because we have new commitments and responsibilities. The, the word that came to my mind is sacrifice. Mm-hmm. That, that everybody, when you become a family, especially these first few years where it's reestablishing equilibrium and balance and everybody's finding their way through this. And babies, that first year is a lot of high needs and three kids in young years is, is high need. Is 
who's giving what what's who has to give up what and let me put moms on the on the on on first because i think there is a perception that moms give up more and i don't know if that's true so i don't feel that i've given up things like that i like i said i have tons of help i can go get my nails done i can go to the gym i can go to do my meditation i mean i could i could do whatever i want but i have given up mental and emotional space and well-being for me even getting out of the house i'm not getting outside of myself i mean it's still all there so it's never there's never a break do moms lose a piece of themselves a thousand percent a giant chunk how would you describe what you lose becoming a mom in terms of that individual identity of what used to be Erin, at least for this time in your lives? I don't even remember who I was. And if I could go back, I'm not the same person. I mean, it's, I've fully lost myself. I mean, it's, it's not even a, ch- I mean, it's, it's everything. I'm not who I was. I don't remember who I was. And moving forward, I have no idea who I'll be. And I'm just going to take a deep breath there because <laughs> I'm not sure dads feel that. So now to Tyler, and then I will... I I, I kind of understand what she's saying. Um, I think perfect example is um, Carol's sister is visiting us right now, and and she has offered to watch AJ tonight um, after we get him down for bed, and we're going to go out on a date. Where are we going? What are we going to (laughs) do? We don't know yet. Um, And we've been trying to think about, well, what have we missed out on? Um, where would we want to go where we wouldn't want to take AJ today? Um, and so, like, we're struggling with that, and time's ticking. <laughs> we, <laughs> Might have to make a reservation. Yeah, <laughs> and so, like, little things like that, um, I understand, but, but for Carol, I think, um, I, I, I mean, there's no doubt moms do everything. You know, they they have a big sacrifice, especially if, um, like for us, breastfeeding. She's breastfeeding. I can't participate in that. <laughs> I can't pump, you know. That's a big chunk of her day. Um, I can't do it for her. And, and so... And physically and emotionally, that's, that's, that's a deep, deep, deep... Right. Um, ...connection and... And, and, and active generosity. I mean, when, even though you want, you're doing it willingly and wholeheartedly, it's a tie and a, I don't want to call it a burden, but it's a, it's a constraint. It's, it's, it limits you physically and, and the emotional connection is so strong. Yeah. So. yeah. And so like, there's certain things that dads just can't do and participate in. Um, and so is that, if that makes, you know, her day longer, I'm, I don't know what to do other and than... Do, 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 do any sense of you lost any of your identity becoming a dad? No. 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 I mean, it's just, it's, it's, you add to your identity. So how would you describe your inner life um, after... Be- <laughs> it's not even a dad question. He's like, really? <laughs> I mean, I would say that since the day he was born, I've had this big smile on my face. And um, when I walk in and see him 
wake up and look at me and smile, it's awesome. Awesome feeling. So, so the, maybe that is the, the mental load, maybe a shorthand version, is maybe for dads it's a plus, 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 plus. It's like you, can, you, you have space somehow to add this into your life and your life and your experience and your joy is bigger. Mm-hmm. And for moms, it's all that with some things taken away, maybe. I don't know. So, and to Carol, sacrifice and, and what about, are you the same person? Did you lose something in yourself? I think I, I did, but I don't feel completely lost. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. but I, my, my brain is just not the same yeah. that it used to be. Yeah. And I feel like there's just not enough hours in the day and just not, I don't think, I, I don't feel like I'll ever get caught up on just everyday life. Okay. I feel like there's always going to be something. But that's okay. Because there's till tomorrow. If you can just push it to tomorrow and say, I did everything that every, I have a friend and and her mantra is, whatever needed to get done today will have gotten done today. And tomorrow will do, you know, if it needs to get done tomorrow, it'll get done tomorrow. So some of it is is recalibrating. Yeah, and and Um, I'm really trying to work on that because there's just not time to do everything. And and I find myself putting work in a lower priority now and then focusing more on family and us and me. And you know what? Work will, for now, it's going to have to take the second place so I, I'm not checking email because I just can add that more to my brain you know so I, after I got him I'm not checking emails I'm not going to turn the computer it's done I'll pick up tomorrow and there is this principle that there is no such thing as work family balance it's work family balancing yeah. and it's it's sometimes you know you can't be the same person you were at work before having a child yeah. there, things change and hopefully we're moving into a world that will accommodate those changes for moms and for dads this has been, I mean, I, again, it's more descriptions than solutions, but I do think everybody out there that's listening can start with the conversation with your partners and with your support people and with everybody that's in this tribe with you um, and look for those places that nurture. Um, I do think that there is this question, you know, in, in terms of emotional burden, I think that it's how, do, how can we measure the enoughness, you know, that I, I can do enough and be enough and give enough on any given day to raise really incredible children, to have happy marriages, and to really like myself. I mean, I guess those are the three priorities. Maybe there needs to be a part two to this, but let's go to the wrap-up, and the wrap-up is always the same. How have you got this? In the sense of managing the, the 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 mental load of being a parent. I'm not sure I do, but um, I am going to go home and talk with my husband a little bit. I think that um, Tyler opened my eyes. It's you. It's such a different. You guys have such a different mindset, and I um I appreciated that. So we couldn't do this without a dad. So I'm really <laughs> really yeah, happy. We'll be very biased. Today. It's really good. Really happy. He, he's also here. like a really positive human. So it's a it's such a different. And he's calm. He's got this very yes. calming effect. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna try to channel some of that and um, you know, uh, talk with my husband about. It was interesting what you said about how much of myself have I lost and and whatever and you know I think he suffers for that and I'm not who he married and I. I don't know. We should talk about it. So that's 
what I got. Thanks for being here. Today and this week. Tyler, how have you got this? Um, well, I, I feel like I have been aware of this topic ever since AJ was born, even before that with just our house in general. Um, you know, I'll probably get some grief for this, but I'm going to continue on doing what I do and help around the house um, and and make sure that uh, our team is, is moving forward and succeeding. I appreciate it, and I appreciate, and I, in some ways, I don't want you to change that. So no matter where the conversation goes after you leave here, because speaking for dads, I know that we need dads to level us off, bring us back, and bring the fun back, um, and just a different perspective that that makes us feel less overwhelmed. So, are we going to say another? Thank you very very much. Don't change. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad I came, Carol. I think we're still winging it. I don't know if I, we got it, but I would just encourage all dads out there to watch what your the mom, watch what your wife is doing, and see if there's anything that you can do to help out. Like he does the dishes, and that helps. Like he helps all the cleanup after meals, which is not little with the little one. Um, I, and sometimes I ask, like, can you wash his dishes? Can you? So it's just how to ask without being necessarily nagging. Um, so I would encourage dads to watch, and if, if you see there's things that you can do, offer, and just step in and do it. Because it, it doesn't feel good for the, to be the nagging person. Yeah. No. Thank you all very, very much, and have fun in those carts at Costco. There's yes. the bottom line. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Yeah. So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Seeing little people learn and grow, listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey, loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules, you write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Oh, 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 wait. We're growing too. So if you had a great time today, please spread the word to a friend. You can also join our conversation on Facebook. That's with Karen Deerwester. And there's great parenting resources for you at www.familytimeinc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this lovely space. Thank you, David Dweck, for that sweet voiceover. And thanks to The Front and The Follow for the song Listen. We are listening. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.